This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Valencia Institute is an exciting new global online education space set to offer South African learners a highly engaging and socially rich learning experience supported by expert tutors and mentors. Robert Paddock is the ex-co-founder of Get Smarter, an online education company that has educated over 90,000 working professionals from 134 countries around the world. And he has joined us today in the Good Things Guy studio to chat about this new venture the Valencia Institute, which is coming to South Africa in 2020 and as I believe, accepting registrations right now. Robert, welcome to the studio. Thanks so much for having me, Brent. It's great to have you in the Good Things Guy Jackpot. We want to focus on good things in South Africa mm-hmm. and I feel like education in South Africa can be a good thing if we put our effort into making it so. Completely right. And I think there's actually a lot more innovation than necessarily gets credited in the, in the mass media and that there's a lot more committed teachers out there than we necessarily celebrate. So I'm I'm still hopeful about the future of education in South Africa. Okay, so before we get into Valencia Institute and what it is, how do you fit in? Are you an educator? Did you study teaching? <laughs> I am and I did. After I studied teaching, one of the things that, that my brother Sam Paddock and I did was that we started a business called Get Smarter. Now that business is a online short course business that works with leading universities around the world to deliver these not-for-credit short courses to working professionals. So we started that business in 2000. And I'm proud to say that now it has just surpassed servicing over 100,000 students have graduated through Get Smarter programs. Get Smarter works with the likes of Harvard University, Stanford, Cambridge, Oxford, London School of Economics, MIT, University so the, of Cape the small Town. ones you're talking about. <laughs> we had a wonderful journey building that business and proving to ourselves and others that South Africa can be a real hotbed for education technology and for innovation as it relates to education. And I've been thrilled to see subsequently how much more ed tech activity has sprung up, particularly in Cape Town, but also in Johannesburg and other areas. And I have a strong belief, and I'll use this platform as an opportunity to to push it forward, but I have a strong belief that as South Africans, we're far more capable than we give ourselves credit for. I've had the privilege of working extensively with professionals around the world, world's greatest minds at these various universities, And South Africans have a level of resilience and a level of drive that absolutely surpasses those in other countries. I really back our ability to do amazing things into the future. I love that you say that because um, a lot of the time, South Africans, we love to beat ourselves down and not talk about these good news stories that are really, we should be talking about. Completely. It's the stuff that's going to move us forward and get us to tomorrow. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about Valencia Institute. What is mm. it? So Valencia Institute is an entirely online high school. So students in the South African equivalent from grades 8 through to grades 12, and we also offer a one-year post-matric. And if you can imagine a Skype-like environment, but designed specifically for education, where students are put into small virtual classrooms, they are engaging in real time with video and audio with their fellow students. 
They're put into these small classrooms. They've got the very attentive care of highly qualified teachers and separately to that mentors. And these mentors come from a psychology and counseling background. And we really wrap these students with a, we almost refer to as a kind of army of support to keep them on track, to keep them motivated and to make sure that they successfully complete their studies. So it does sound a little bit foreign to me. I'm uh, I'm old school. I went to, to school and I yeah. sat at a desk and mm-hmm. I had a teacher. I did go to government school though. So there were like 40 of us in a class. It was quite big. How does this compare to a schooling environment? Is it the same? It's fundamentally different. And I guess that difference plays out in a number of different ways. The one is flexibility. So we're seeing increasingly that students need more flexibility, not just in their timetable, but in terms of the sort of subjects that they might select, the pace at which they might complete those subjects. The government schooling system, and and, and indeed largely mirrored by the private traditional schooling system, really takes a one-size-fits-all approach. And, you know, I, I'm the product of a government schooling system. I'm very grateful for the education that I experienced. But it doesn't work for everyone. And increasingly, people are looking for more flexibility. So the sorts of differences that we've introduced at Valencia Institute are that the number of live sessions, i.e. the sessions where you need to be at a particular time, at a particular place, are limited to about three, maximum four hours a day. And that's been very appealing for students, as an example, who are hyper-accomplished in sports and are looking to actually fast-track a sports career and need to go to training and need to go to training camps and competitions and so on. And one of our most recent students who joined, their current school wouldn't let them go to a world championship event because the academic calendar prevented it. And you just think to yourself, why are we robbing our students of, of that sort of experience, that sort of potential? It's crazy. Similarly, in the sort of academic subjects that they might select, we're offering a broad array of subjects, including subjects related to the university. United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, which I'll speak about separately. I, I do have that listed as yeah, one of my questions. It's, it's so cool, i got to tell you, Brent, so we, and I'd love to talk about that. But really what we found is that in the traditional schooling system, there's this idea that you must take seven subjects, and you must take seven subjects from this age to that age, and then you must take one language and one... For, uh, it's in- entirely outdated by my estimation. I was going to say, is it how, how old is that system? Because it feels like it's been around forever. From the turn of the Industrial Revolution, Brent. I mean, that's when we, we started creating a system that could not only take care of children while parents went off to the factories, but also to produce good factory workers at the time that they would come of age. And, you know, it's replicated in things like a bell rings between classes. <laughs> You know, like that's a factory concept. Yeah, I've and, never thought of it like that. But, <laughs> but as you said that, I was like, I kind of feel like we were factory workers. Yeah, and again, there are some marvelous things that have come from that system. So I'm certainly not saying that it's all bad. What I am saying is that it doesn't work for everyone. And increasingly, we need to create different opportunities for students to to study according to their strengths, according to their desires. And at Valencia Institute, we've got, I would say, a, a unique value proposition in that regard. So I, I feel like this is very first world. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 going to be in South Africa next mm-hmm. next year. Is this something that has worked in other parts of the world? It has. You know, there's some wonderful use or test cases for it. Stanford University, actually, a few people I know very well there, started something called the Stanford Online High School. And it's been a major source of inspiration for us. We've taken our own experience and kind of advanced it somewhat, I would say. But no, there's a number of, of examples of fully online high schools that are achieving phenomenal academic results. And a lot of the concern often is that if my child is studying online, aren't they going to become kind of 
socially isolated? What, what about the opportunity to develop with their peers and to spend time with each other and so on? And we've really taken that challenge to heart at Valencia Institute. So students, I mentioned the academic experience being put in these small classrooms. That's a very socially rich experience, but it's not enough. And what we found is that unless you give students a common point of purpose and meaning and a challenge that they need to overcome together, you often lack the meaningful reasons for them to collaborate very tightly. And so what we've done with integrating the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals into the curriculum is that students actually have to self-select challenges that are in their local neighborhoods and they work together with students who are also geographically located close to them to actually overcome those challenges and of course they do that with the support of their teacher with their mentors and so on but there's real opportunities for social engagement and and real world application and that's if I think back to my own experience I think that's part of what I struggled with is you you're learning all these facts and figures but they're completely devoid of the context in which they might be applied and, you know, if you think about how learning works in the real world, it's like you come you come into contact with some sort of challenge. You don't necessarily have the skills in order to overcome that challenge. So you go out and you do the hard work of learning so that you can overcome that challenge because you intrinsically and inherently care about that challenge. And what we found with the UN Sustainable Development Goals, and this is the result of months and months and many thousands of students that we surveyed and engaged with around the world, they really care about making the world a better place. Now this, I mean, Brent, so encouraging, at least for me to see, that beyond lip service, beyond virtue signaling, these kids are really want to make a difference. And the the overwhelming response that we got was that if there was an opportunity integrated into their schooling system where they could actually make a difference and they could learn about matters relating to social inequality, social justice, uh, climate change, uh, equitable health care, etc., that would be massively appealing. And what we've seen from the response from our marketing so far, which we're only two months into telling the world about Valencia Institute, the response has been absolutely phenomenal. It's, it's, it's just so encouraging. We're living in an age where, um, I mean, Greta Thunberg is standing up and, and fighting for climate change. And it is really, um, if I look at it, the kids of today are going to be fighting for their tomorrow. And when we're old and decrepit and gone, it's their world. And if they're not looking after it now, then it ain't going to be nothing later. And I think that's, oh. that's what's beautiful about you guys adding this into the curriculum is that they're able to really make a difference and continue making that difference when Completely. when you when you do better you know better mm. and well I think, said yeah that's i think beautiful. that's a, that's a huge wow. hugely important thing wow. if we think of some of the united nations sustainable development goals what are some of those goals mm. so it's things like eliminating poverty it's access to clean drinking water it is mitigating the impacts of climate change and so on so these are 17 goals that the United Nations set about four years ago, which are goals for the year 2030. And we've taken those very practically and integrated them into the curriculum so that students can learn about the themes because these are not these are not simple subjects. This is not a simple problem to solve. So we've, we've taken, the, I guess, a two-pronged approach. The one is that as part of their curriculum, they're actually learning about the sustainable development goals, learning about the differing opinions, learning about some of the solutions that have been integrated so far and that have worked. And they're also being challenged to talk about it and to argue with each other and to figure this out because it's not simple. If it was simple, then we'd hopefully already be doing it right and what we're really trying to do is to is to create a generation of change makers who are willing to engage in these challenging topics these challenging issues that relate so pertinently to their future like you said like they're going to be living in this world a hundred years from now and we're not quite yeah. frankly and we're the ones who who have been living in a manner which is truly unsustainable and is and there's mass let's say inequality out there 
and there's there's good reason to really put our best foot forward and try to at the early earlier stages and in our case in high school start inculcating that sense of responsibility and the ability to actually affect meaningful change. When I visited the Valencia Institute website, one of the things that popped out quite a lot at me was the think outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Is that what this means? It's exactly it. Think outside the classroom, I guess I guess in a number of ways. The one is that you literally are not boxed in in four walls. You're studying from wherever you are in the world. And we've got students who are currently traveling, expat students. Um, it's amazing to see the array of, of students. And that would be one mechanism. The other is that your learning is not isolated from the rest of the world. How can we start drawing a more direct line between what you're learning and the ability to actually affect meaningful change? And so certainly think outside the classroom encapsulates all of that. The big thing that stood out for me there is globalization. Mm -hmm. How you're literally taking the schooling system that is quite, if I look at uh, how I went to school, and yes, I'm thankful for my education and where it's put me today, but it was very South African based. Is this an international standard that you're implementing? Great question. Yes, it is. Um, So we're working with an international accreditation body called Edexcel, which provides opportunities for students to get into and is recognized by the world's greatest universities and some of the the names I mentioned earlier, as well as locally, South Africa's best universities. So that's an important piece. I guess the other piece that I'm really thoughtful on, and I'm reflecting on my own journey working largely with an international base of colleagues and so on, the workforce of tomorrow is entirely globalized and it is very virtual. And the ability for students to learn now how to effectively collaborate with people from different cultures and different geographies, jumping onto Skype calls, learning how to, how to manage projects together, learning how to overcome cultural sensitivities and differences and so on, that's a key skill moving forward. So I guess it's global in two senses. The one is, as you mentioned, the, the accreditation, which provides for articulation and throughput into great universities and, and increasingly job opportunities, not just in South Africa but learning to work with colleagues and friends in different parts of the world. It's massive. And I know from my line of work, I can work anywhere from the world because I have the skills and the resources. Uh, As long as I have my laptop and a Wi-Fi connection, I can do whatever I want from anywhere in the world. And the world is changing rapidly. My job didn't exist as a blogger or Mm. an online news platform. didn't exist 12 years ago. Um, So I I can only imagine what these kids are learning now, where that will go in the next 12, 15 years. Tell me, so we're launching 2020. The registration is open now. What is the process? So the process is, is a a fairly rigorous application process where students are submitting us previous report cards. um, They're giving us their academic standards from previous educational experience that they've got. And depending on where they are, we want to make sure that we match them at the appropriate level in our system. So we really are about setting students up for success. So there's a process that they'll follow, which they have their hand, both them and their parents have their hands held very closely by our admissions counselors who are excellent. And we are making sure that we match you at the appropriate grade. So if you want to find out more, if you go on to www.valentiainstitute.com, you'll see all of the contact details and both email and telephone. And from there, we will walk this path with you and make sure that we set you up for success at the appropriate grade level. I'm excited because uh, I believe that this could be the future of education uh, for the world. And even for maybe an underprivileged background, if they have Wi-Fi or they have a connection, Mm. it can give them a new world of opportunity just through a screen, Mm. which is is beautiful to think about. That's Valencia Institute. Think outside the classroom. When you know better, you do better. Thank you very much for joining me 
today on the Good Things Guy Jackpot. It's been amazing having you in studio. Thanks, Brent. Appreciate it. I'm Brent Lindeke, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy, and you've been listening to Good Things Guy, a Jackpot podcast. For more episodes or to subscribe, rate, or review my podcast, go to iTunes, Iona FM, or Google Podcasts. Be kinder than necessary to yourself and each other. Thanks, and only good things. <laughs>